Very few people in this world can lay claim to being a great singer, a hilarious comedian, and a phenomenal actor. Today we're here to shine a light on one of those as we rank the musical catalog of Jamie Foxx from worst to first. I'm QB for Culture Theory. Give this video a thumbs up if you like it, subscribe if you love it, hit that super thanks to keep the party going. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to it. Number five, peak this. In the early 90s, Jamie was known as a cast member of the Keenan Ivory Wayne sketch comedy show In Living Color. Join the cast for the last three of their five season run on Fox for the unfamiliar youngins, and Living Color was a blacker, funnier version of Saturday Night Live. The show helped break many future comedic stars, including fellow Wayans, Damon, Kim, Marley, and Sean, David Allen Greer, Tommy Davidson, and a fresh face from the Great North named Jim Carrey. Before Jennifer Lopez would go on to become a pop superstar and a bankable box office darling, she got her start on this show too, as a backup dancer and a member of the Fly Girls. Before we go any further down this rabbit hole and start ranking the careers of the Living Color alum, let's get back on track. Besides making people laugh with characters like Ugly Wanda, Jamie will return to his first passion, music. Maybe he was inspired by the transition from comedy to music that Eddie Murphy made in the 80s. Who knows? But Jamie is one of the few modern R&B stars who was actually a classically trained pianist. And in 1994, he made his musical debut with Peep This, a 13-track album with no covers and only one feature, almost exclusively written by Jamie himself. And he wasn't oblivious to what people might say. Instead, he gets ahead of it on the album's intro, where you hear the people's critical questions. Is this a comedy album? Why sign Jamie Foxx? Ain't that the brother from In Living Color? He then sings about his determination to defy expectations with I'm never gonna stop till I get my props, before an ending with how they gonna tell me what I can't do. Throughout the project, Jamie seeks to prove the haters wrong, and he does have the voice, the skills on the keys, and the writing ability to do it. Check out the beautiful Sonata, don't let the sun go down for reference. It's a heartfelt plea for a lover to remain where Jamie croons so well over somber piano chords with imaginative lyrics, it'll have you checking to see if it's a Stevie Wonder piece. A classy affirmation of love sung over a moving piano melody with minimal instrumentation are truly timeless records. Unfortunately, they're at the end of the album. So to get to these diamonds, you have to go through a lot of rubble. The overall sound of the LP mixes New Jack Swing of, let's say Bobby Brown, and sent heavy quiet storm serenades like he sweat. Remember, this was 1994. And frankly, that's something we couldn't forget. That is to say, the album doesn't age well sonically. While songs, Infatuation, and If You Love Me take advantage of the audio trends of the day with success, many of these songs like the erotic lead single Experiment, the rhythmic Miss You, and the beat thumbing Doghouse are all unoriginal in their approach and composition and some of why Peep This is unfortunately, but comfortably, at the bottom of this list. Number four, Best Night of My Life. By the time Jamie's third studio album was released, he was ready to celebrate all that he had accomplished to that point in his career a decade into the new millennium. He was a multi-platinum selling artist, an Academy Award winning actor, and not letting any of that riz go to waste. So the album, Best Night of My Life, a party record at heart, reflects just that. Big named producers laid the soundscape, including Rico Love, Bink, Bangladesh, and 40, star-studded features from Wiz Khalifa, Gucci, Ludacris, and more laced the tracks, and songwriters like Sean Garrett and Melee lend their lyrical assistance to help elevate the music. A standout track is Living Better Now, which has an up-tempo beat reminiscent of Lloyd Banks' Beamer Benzer Bentley, a chop and screw Biggie vocal sample on the hook, and a fire Rick Ross verse. Other cuts worth checking out are the Triumphant Winner with Justin Timberlake and T.I., the Melancholic Fall for Your Type featuring Drake, the Love Ballad Gorgeous, and Sex Anthem Sleeping Pill and Rejoice. With all that going for this album, it was destined to be Fox's third LP to debut in the top 10 on Billboard with 144,000 copies sold in its first week. But why has this album as of 2023 still not been certified gold? A lot of that might have to do with the fact that, frankly, this release lacks any legs to carry itself further other than the big budget production and promotion it got. For example, 
The records aimed for crossover success are cringeworthy, like the Rock Tinge, All Said and Done, and the EDM Fist Pumper Sex on the Beach, easily one of the worst songs we've heard in more than 100 rankings. Songs like Freak featuring Rico Love and Hit It Like This lack any soul, depth, or memorability due to them being more driven by their beat and the inexcusable amount of autotune. There's also a Soldier Boy beat and feature on Yep That's Me that could have been left on a hard drive. Overall, in his attempt to please every demographic, we end up with a mixed bag of records that might have sounded fresh upon release, but lack a wealth of originality that'll help it stand the test of time. More than 16 years after releasing Peep This, Jamie fell into the same trap on Best Night of My Life that made his debut a dud. The Terrell, Texas native-born Eric Bishop changed his stage name to Jamie Foxx at the beginning of his stand-up comedy career. Combining the androgynous first name with the surname of a comedy goat was intended to fool club promoters into putting him on a stage because they thought he was a female balancing out the usual comedy club sausage party and that he was good. Far removed from those days as a struggling comedian, Foxx now has a few iconic roles under his belt. An Oscar-nominated performance in Collateral, opposite Tom Cruise, Quentin Tarantino-directed project Django Unchained, and the film that got him an Academy Award, Ray. Or do you prefer Jamie's comedies? And we can't forget about his star turn in a Players Club. Okay, obviously we can go on and on about his movies, and we just might in another video. For now, let us know in the comments, what are some of your favorite Jamie Foxx roles? Throw some favorite lines in there too. Maybe it's from his TV stuff. All right, for real, let's get back to the music. Number three, Hollywood. A story of a dozen roses. Los Angeles is known as a city of lights where stars are made, but also where superficiality can be a way of life. When asked in an interview on the Jimmy Kimmel show on the title of his fifth album, Jamie recounted a story of being deathly ill and a woman he was dating being mad that he was too sick to attend a red carpet ceremony. She ended up dumping Jamie and going to the red carpet event anyway, leaving him feeling hurt because he felt like this woman was more interested in being a celebrity herself than caring for him in his time of need. Before we cue the violins, Fox drew on this and more experiences with the fakeness to inspire many of the songs on Hollywood, A Story of a Dozen Roses. Released in 2015, Fox's latest effort debuted at number 10 on Billboard. Yes, it was his fourth time entering the charts in the top 10, but it was his lowest debut since Peep This and has not since attained any RIAA certifications, making it his third album not to do so. And as far as we know, his last, as there are no reports of him working on new music. If this is his swan song, then he left us with a pretty good last impression. The LP sonically is a mix of the trap soul production that first came to prominence in the mid 2010s, up-tempo grooves, and moving piano medleys. The album begins with You Change Me, a track with a sick beat and a memorable Chris Brown feature. Then Wale assists with a slick verse on the sensual like a drum, a titillating song that's as smooth as it is sexual. If you're looking to get your groove on, tracks like Tease featuring Pharrell, Baby in Love with Kid Ink, and Fox's take on Michael Jackson's Pretty Young Thing will keep you rocking. Ain't My Fault, a great song about pining for someone who has you raptured is another win. The two standouts though are the piano bass in Love By Now and Jumping Out of the Window. Two beautiful songs that contain some of Fox's best writing and singing on the record. What holds this LP back from inching up is the awkward track listening and filler. As it is now, songs that are heartfelt and lush with production are followed by raunchy, synth-heavy medleys, requiring you to skip past a lot of records depending on the mood you're in. That wouldn't be a problem though had this album cut out tracks like the raunchy right now, the boring boom bap of On The Dot, and the slow synth Vegas Confessions. With a rearranged track list to create smoother segues, this could have been his best work. Don't worry, the CTA and r service is loaded. Number two, Intuition. The 2008 album is meant to address the question, what does a woman want? And we get Jamie's answer through a compilation of songs mostly about heartbreak, sex, and valuing a woman for more than her looks. The lead single, Just Like Me, kicks things off with a glossy beat as the hallmarks of the dreams penmanship all over it with a slick verse with T.I. The Timbaland produced I Don't Need It has a slapping beat and soulful lyrics about a lady not needing a man for money. Both of these cuts are winners. The LP missteps with the Just Plays produced number one, which has an off-kilter structure and a less than stellar Lil Wayne feature than Digital Girl, where even Kanye and the Dreams writing can't save it from being dull. However, the second half of the album has some of Fox's finest musical moments. Blame It featuring T-Pain will have you turn it up while taking shots. She got her own with Neo and Fabulous, It's Smooth and Sexy. 
on I Don't Know, Jamie Cruz as well as Marvin Gaye on a classy Salam Remy beat. Why is the epitome of a heartbreak record and freaking me featuring Marsha Ambrosius, who's batting a thousand on features by the way, plus Slow will have you ready to go half on a baby. The standout song of the album though is Rain Man, a beautiful song about missing your better half that touches all the emotions of what it feels like not to have the one you love. Overdose is another song that shows Jamie's raw emotive voice and the final song Love Brings Change is Jamie killing us softly on those keys and gentle baritone. This album peaked at number three on the US Billboard 200 and went on to sell a million copies. So if the answer to Jamie's question is that a woman wants an album that's part party, passion, independent, and intimate, then Fox got it right. Number one, unpredictable. After his debut was a critical and commercial flop, Jamie stayed away from the studio for more than a decade. It wasn't until a fateful evening when Fox met aspiring rapper Kanye West that his situation would change. As Fox tells it, he used to host parties at his home where he would invite rappers like Missy Elliott and Jay-Z and producers like the Neptunes and Diddy. At these events, he would try to convince these musicians to collaborate with him because Fox wanted to get back into the industry. It wasn't until Jamie met Ye, someone else struggling to be taken seriously as an artist, that those dreams would come true. Wes invited Fox to the studio and played the beat for the track Slow Jams, and Jamie came up with a chorus on the spot. Though Ye originally didn't like the hook, it eventually stayed on the song, became a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100, and revitalized the careers of not only Fox, but legendary Chicago rapper Twista as well. Not only did the collab lend more weight to Fox's credibility as a singer, with all the buzz surrounding his performance in Ray, Jamie was catapulted into the rarest of air. But instead of resting on his laurels, it must have lit a fire in his belly because two days after Christmas at 05, he released his comeback album Unpredictable. The record would go on to be a big hit, selling two million copies in the USA alone, spawn platinum singles like DJ Play a Love Song, and a ludicrous assistant Unpredictable. What makes this album work is Jamie's tendency to ride the sound waves of the time actually sounds good here. With production from Jim Johnson, Polo de Don, Timbaland, Static Major, Babyface, and more, the album sounds like the very best of mid-2000s pop R&B. Over 15 tracks, the only songs worth skipping on the playback are With You, even though the game does provide a witty verse and the overly sexual three-letter word. It sounds like R. Kelly at his most R. Kelly-est. Besides that, there is a lot to enjoy in this album. The first half of the album is full of jams like the title track, Unpredictable, Warm Bed, DJ Play a Love Song, Can I Take You Home, and the Mary J. Blige duet cover of Mother's Finest Song, Love Changes. Kanye shows up on Extravaganza, a story about a one-night stand that goes overboard and has a hook that will get stuck in your head. And there's no follow-up on the second half. Starting from track nine, Get This Money, it's up and absolutely phenomenal. Then out tracks from this portion are the clever and sultry storm where he compares love making to a weather forecast and you still got it featuring comments about loving your woman even after she's given birth these are absolutely brilliant records the last couple of songs Babyface co-written Heaven and Wish You Were Here, dedicated to the woman who raised them, are so heartfelt they just might make you shed a tear. All in all, we might not have seen Unpredictable coming, but it's here to stay at the number one spot. Jamie Foxx's discography is an example of the evolution of R&B over the last few decades. Who are some of your favorite new R&B artists? While you're here, check out our R&B Males playlist. Who should we cover next? Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to Culture's Theory. I'm QB. See you next time.